We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Welcome to another episode of Why Won't You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though if you put raspberries in my pussy, I'd keep them there for you to eat later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, they would fall apart. It'd be a real mess. Oh, no. Okay, I'm running low on these. My guest today, you have seen her comedy. You had a Comedy Central half hour? Yes. And you had a Netflix half hour. Yeah, I love doing halves. Oh, man. Beth, you also wrote for Crashing. You appeared on Crashing. You wrote for I Love You, America on the Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were in an episode of, oh, shit. I looked at your IMDb. Red Oaks, maybe. Yes, Red Oaks. That's it. Ooh, it's Beth Stelling. Oh, and you have a podcast with your mom called We, we Called, called Your, your Mom. mom. Oh, Beth <laughs> Beth, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. You got off a plane and you came all the way here. I it was feel... only Burbank. It was Burbank. Yeah, but still, like You're getting right. on a plane and then getting off a plane and then going to do something is a lot. It is, but it's you. And so I genuinely was like, I'm happy to see you. Oh, and I told you, now whenever I walk through the Burbank Airport and I see Guy Fieri's restaurant, mm-hmm. I, I do always think of you. So it's kind of like whenever you can find anything positive about an airport, you should. <laughs> what terminal were you in, A or B? I'd love to be able to tell you that. I don't know. Oh, I landed okay. in, I guess, the further one. American Airlines is usually what I fly. Um, I don't know what terminal that is. I think it's, it's the further one. I walked past it, I think. Well, there's two Guy Fieri restaurants in the Burbank Airport, I've learned. But isn't one just a little stand? One is the burger joint, which is the one I went to because I didn't know there was a full <laughs> restaurant in there. There, So I have to go on another date to the airport so I could eat <laughs> the full restaurant. I thought the burger joint, the one that's kind of like built in on the left yes. past the Pete's or whatever. Yes. That one seemed like a full restaurant. It seems. But they only have burgers and mac and cheese and french fries. Okay. But apparently the restaurant has anything you want, like trash can oh nachos. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like I told you, I had I had the Guy Fieri trash can nachos in Vegas. I and think they're, they're good. great. They are. I think Guy is a visionary and people shit on him, but like he's got his, he's got a real solid brand that you cannot, you know, discredit. You it's know? true. He is powerful. He's very powerful. To be distinguished by just like a, I could draw, I could just draw like a, mm-hmm. and you'd be like Guy Fieri. Yes, little spiky hair. Yeah, some sunglasses he bought at the supermarket, a flame shirt, some longer shorts, and just start screaming, "You're Guy Fieri!" <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. Oh, Beth, the last time I saw you, we were recording your podcast, mm-hmm. which comes out on Facebook Watch. Yes, uh, I think June. In June, yeah. Um, I was. Very hungover when we did it. <laughs> wow. I know, Lily told me. I just like, I mean, whatever. You just always seem 
put together. A little off? <laughs> no. I thought you looked great. I always think Thank you look great. Thank you. Maybe I, you should date me. That's what I came on here to confront you about. I would love to date you, but you're taken. <laughs> I know. That's true. I have a um, child bride. The night before we did your podcast, I was watching Beyonce's Homecoming. Oh, gosh. And I was like, I need to drink more wine because I need Beyonce to know I'm enjoying this. Yes. <laughs> and then I danced in front of my TV until the wee hours of the night. Alone or with pals? With my roommate, John Milheiser. Love he gets him. mad when I call him just my roommate. So John Milheiser, Milheiser is my roommate, roommate who I live with. <laughs> <laughs> and you both have cute doggies. We have two cute little doggies. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but that's, I, like it. I need to watch the Beyonce documentary. I think she's talked to you. I loved that video when, she, when you were doing oh, the MTV boy. Music Awards. Yes. So, oh boy. So Beyonce for the MTV Video Music Awards, I think this is three years ago or two years ago, is when Lemonade came out. She did a, a whole medley from almost the entire, I think she did every song from the album. Uh, I got to watch her rehearsal, which is really cool. She was sick and she didn't sing during the rehearsal. She just marked it. And watching her mark a rehearsal was captivating. I bet. She didn't say what, she said oops because she took off a jacket and she put it on the floor and she went, oops. And then she moved it and then flame shot out. And I was like, oh, Beyonce almost burned down Madison Square Garden and all she said was oops. Oh my God. <laughs> it was really wild to watch her do it because there was precision in just marking it. Mm -hmm. I got to... Um, basically for... I'm, I think I, I did a little dance for a while. It just means going through the movements. Yes, yes, yes. To get from the camera will hit her at one point, walk, walk, walk. Here's where mm -hmm. she'll she'll do more stuff. Here, here, here. Yeah, uh, just truly m walking around yeah. and not singing. And I got to watch uh, Carol Burnett uh, rehearse for her pilot that she had wow. two years ago or something because I had like two lines in it. But watching her mark things was also insane to watch because you would watch her do it in the rehearsal and be like, wow, this, this is going to be good. And yeah. then watching her do it in front of the audience – was so good. That's She's, really neat. Both of these women, I just... Did we never get to see the pilot of that then? No, it didn't get picked up. Um, Isn't that crazy? So what was yeah. the story behind it? It's Carol Burnett and... So it was Carol Burnett. My friend Mary Holland played one of the other leads. I cannot remember the rest of the cast members, but it was a family looking for a home. They find this beautiful mansion that's, like, very cheap. And they're like, why is it so cheap? And me, the realtor, goes, because it comes with Carol Burnett, and she lives with you forever. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm it's starting to see why maybe it didn't get... <laughs> silly, wacky premise. But past the wacky premise, it was really fun to watch Carol Burnett as a high-status person and then everyone else be such a low-status person. Yeah. But she did it with this... Oh, I could talk about Carol Burnett all Me day. Me too. I'm, did you read her book one more time? I don't read. Oh, okay. I'm illiterate. No, I'm kidding. I am bad Wait, at hold reading. On there. Doesn't you have a joke about not reading? Mm. Or maybe you tweeted something. I don't know. Maybe. It or maybe anything about Nikki Glaser. Nikki Glaser just oh. posted a very oh, okay. funny vidya about yeah. not reading. Okay. But uh, reading's hard. <laughs> It's well, so I read one more time years ago. Oh, wow. And I recommend it. Thank you. But yeah, I also am a fan of Carol Burnett, so I can see why you would have really enjoyed watching oh, that. She's so perfect. There's just, there's, there's, I don't know, no substitute for watching someone do it. Because mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't ever, I didn't go to school to for stand-up. Nobody does. So, and, and then when it comes to acting, I guess you could study it. But I feel like just watching people is better than going mm -hmm. to school for something. That's what I tell people when they're, like, getting into stand-up. They're like, how do I do it? I'm like, well, when you go to open mics, too, look at someone that you like and admire and see what they do. And then don't copy it, but, like, pull inspiration from it till you figure out your voice. Yeah. Because I didn't figure out my voice until, I'd say, probably, like, a year and a half in. Yeah. Like, my opening joke for years and years, and Emily Heller was like, you got to stop doing it. It's too easy. I would get out on stage and be like, oh, baby, oh, yeah. And then I would tell a joke about a Snickers bar and your pussy. And then uh, I would go, just kidding, I don't sound like that. I sound like this. And then the audience would be like, ha, 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 she tricked us. We thought <laughs> she would sound more like Monique, and she doesn't. And then Emily was like, don't. Like, push yourself. Push yourself past that. And I said, no, thank you. And did it for a couple more months until I was like, she's right. Yeah. I can't do that. That's not fun. Yeah. I know. Sometimes it just, it's tough to take. We don't have, like, directors or whatever. Typically, it's no. just you and stand-up. That's the beauty of why I think a lot of people do it, because mm -hmm. nobody's in charge of you, and you don't have to practice with anybody. And it's 
all on you. So that's mm-hmm. good and bad. If you fail, it was you. Yeah. <laughs> but if you succeed, it was you. And then if somebody gives you direction, which you really didn't ask for or want, <laughs> you can, I, I mean, I, I, put, I would push back on that too. Yeah, but I did ask her. Yeah. Emily, oh, you did? Okay. Yes. I ask Emily so many questions about stand-up <laughs> to the point where I'm like, I think maybe she goes, Nicole doesn't know a single other stand-up. <laughs> she's always asking me questions. I don't know. She just breaks it down in a way that helps me understand but not feel dumb. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's also a lot of like sometimes for years it felt like I was just trying to act like I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then also we've all picked up like weird, like, I don't know, this idea that you have to come up with a new hour oh, every boy. year and then trash it all. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me that recently, like, oh, I thought you were going to tell this joke and then you went a different way. And in my head I'm like, well, yeah, but that's because I'm supposed to not do that joke anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, who says? It's a whole process and it's yes. hard because you don't want to be the comic, obviously, that does the same act for mm-hmm. 10 years. It's not what you want. And then you could argue, well, then spice in the old bits for people. Mm-hmm. But if you're working on putting together something new, yes. well, then that only is a roadblock to building the whole new. Yeah, I'm in that—we uh, talked about this a little bit on your podcast, but I'm in that same space where I've been trying to build a new hour. <laughs> my hour, my half hour came out in— January, and then at the end of January, I had a show in Pennsylvania or something, and one of the students opened for me, and then after the show, she was like, I was so excited to see you. I was really bummed that you did most of your stuff from your half hour, and I was like, Jesus. I was like, well, I guess I gotta, I have to do, everything has to be new. Everything has to be new. So then I, like, worked really hard and got a new half, and then I was telling this to somebody else, and they are like, it was one person. Take your time, and I was like, oh. I know. You're right. It's one person I'm never going to see again. I know. It's, it's, it is it's odd, though, but I, I can totally relate to that. It's like one person says one thing, and you're, it's like you're more like a leaf in the wind getting blown around mm-hmm. instead of planning yourself and being like, no, this is what I am. And Yeah, this is where I'm at right now. I don't have uh, the energy to yeah. figure it out. Well, also because we're supposed to do like 40 other things at any given time. Yes, Podcast. Develop, podcast, stand up, act, right? Maybe write a book. Book, yeah. Books are wild. Um, Are you starting to work on one? So I had been approached to do like a memoir essay book. And I was like, but I haven't lived enough to fill a book. I'm only 32 or 33. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm 30. Yes. Okay. No, I figured it out last night. I'm 32. I am 32. Um, I was doing little maths. I'm a calculator. I'm 32. <laughs> but yeah, like I haven't lived enough. I think when I hit 45, maybe 50, sure. I think I've lived enough to fill out a book. Oh, boy. But I next can... year. Next year is going to be my year. I'm really excited about it because I was doing maths to figure out when my mother got married. She got married at 33. I'll be 33 next year. So I'm, t- I'm saying to the universe— um, since she got married at 33, you go give me a man at 33. So I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> it doesn't logically make sense when I say it out loud, but in my heart. No, I think, it, it I mean, does. I, I actually have had similar thoughts, but it's more like, where was my mom here? Oh, already with two kids and oh. not pregnant with me yet. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I do more of that where I'm ah. thinking, I live such a different life. I feel like my mom. Did some things a little later because I feel like a lot of parents or a lot of my friends' parents got married like in their 20s. Mm-hmm. My mom got married at 33, didn't have my sister until 30, 37. Love that. Or 36. She had a whole bunch of miscarriages, a uh-huh. bunch of dead babies floating around. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she didn't <laughs> have me till 38 or 39, which is late. Yeah, it is. And she was the old mom I when, love that. Uh, when we'd go to school. But, you know, black don't crack, so she had looked that old, exactly. but she was the old mom. And this is in Jersey, right? This is yeah. in New Jersey. New Jersey. Where are you from? You're from Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. And you went to Miami University? In Ohio. In Ohio. Yeah. I was just at Miami University in Ohio. What very a wild fucking place. White. It is very white. <laughs> but you land in Cincinnati, which is actually in Kentucky. Yes. And then you drive through Kentucky. Then you see a sign for Indiana. And you go, okay, now I'm in Indiana. And then you see a sign for Ohio. And you go, well, now I'm in Ohio. Then you see Miami University. You go, fuck it. I don't know where I am. Yeah. They liked that joke when I said, not that joke. They liked it when I said that. They were like, we don't know where we are. Yes. I don't. They, they're nice kids, I think, for the most part. I mean, whoever came out. I, I did a, yes. their homecoming a couple years ago and just 
I was joking, like, this will help pay for some of the tuition that I wasted here. <laughs> did but you graduate? I did. Yeah, I had a couple. I, I went to, I did the school at Steppenwolf. Like, I interned for it in between my junior Ooh. and senior year in Chicago. They offered this urban leadership internship program, mm-hmm. and I got in. And so they paid for me to move to Chicago between school years. Uh-huh. And I volunteered at Gilda's Club. And, um, and like, it's in honor of Gilda Radner, and it's basically where families can go to get support if their f- loved ones are going through chemo and cancer. Oh, see, that's nice. And so it was part of it was volunteer, and part of it was in the internship, and mm-hmm. you got to choose. But I guess what I'm saying is I met a bunch of people that summer that were older than me, mm-hmm. including Lauren Lapkus and Al- Alana Johnston. Mm-hmm. And I met all these people there that were like, some of them were like, you should just stay. And not finish school. And I thought about it. But I still, I went back and I finished. Because I thought, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm a rule follower. I'm just like. Gotta follow these rules. I started the school, gotta finish the school. I know. I just, I would, it was, it didn't have it in me to like, to be like a dropout. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I could go back in time, I probably would have immediately moved to New York mm-hmm. and not gone to school instead of moving to New York and going to school. What did you do? I went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. I heard of it. AMDA. Yes. AMDA. Some call it SCAMDA. Yes. They do not claim me as a <laughs> alumni. Why? I don't know. I'm not good enough. That's I don't know. weird. They claim a lot of other people. I know. You would think they would be. That's the. That's, I, like, that's always the bittersweet like feeling when they claim you and you're like, fuck you. <laughs> It might be because I call them scamda. I say it's a bad school. I learned nothing. It was yeah. a waste of time. <laughs> well, that's probably for, why. Yeah, that's probably the real reason. Yeah. But it's good that you're saying the truth. Yeah. You, you felt like you kind of, like, was there anything you cleaned? No. no. There's, I, there's nothing that I learned. No, that's a lie. So Dan Daly, one of my teachers, he said, um, I mean, it was a scene study class, but at one time he was like, all of you are types. Types are stereotypes. It's what people think of you immediately when you walk into a room. If you don't like your type, change it. Look at yourself naked in the mirror. Touch yourself. Touch your body. If you don't like what you see, change it. If you do, that's you. Don't complain. That's your type. Yeah. And I was like, oh, boy. And it wasn't like being stuck in a type that I liked. I just liked him saying, look in the mirror. Yeah. And if you like what you see, be at peace with it. Yeah. I like that, too. Yeah, I liked it. I think it. I remember you. You saying something like that, but I'm sure it's just I've listened to your stuff. Mm. And I heard that story one other time. I've done, I did like some scene study class out here that mm-hmm. they were like, you just need to lose 10 pounds and then you're good. You're really funny. Uh, and it's like, awful. can you believe? It's like, that must have been, what it's in between, I've been here since 2011. So it's not mm-hmm. like this was back in the 80s. No. <laughs> I mean, there was just some like acting teacher who told a, I think Italian girl who looked Spanish to be like, I don't know, call yourself Rosa Perez. and No, not Rosa right, Perez. Right, right. That's Rosie Perez. She's like, you're Spanish Yeah, now. you're now Spanish, and that's that's who you are. And it's like, you can't do no, that. No, you can't do that. That's not right. No. And Dan Daly also told me, he was like, well, you don't ever have to lose weight. You are you could be a fat black woman forever. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, like, I'm 19 years old. This is weird and a little damaging. Yeah. He also called me disabled. He was like, what's wrong with your body? And I was like, I don't know what you mean by this question. He goes, your gait, you uh, you move weird. And I said, oh, one of my legs is longer than the other? He goes, why didn't you tell me you were disabled? And I was like, am I disabled? Yes. I just started telling a, a joke about this. Where, like, I did a podcast, mm-hmm. and some guy was like, this was years ago, but I just started telling it because I was mm-hmm. like, basically Natasha, when she she came and did the, my podcast, she was like, you should make that a joke. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay. He goes, you've so you've had a slow year. Oh. And I go, oh, <laughs> have boy. I? And so I was the joke I started to write is like, you don't often get told things about yourself that you don't already know. Uh-huh. But like, you know, like you look tired. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. I know. But the discoveries often happen when you're young. <laughs> like in first grade, the mm-hmm. teacher is like, draw your family. And you do and you finish. And then the girl next to you is like, where's your dad? And you're like, I'm <laughs> supposed to have one? You know, it's like. People tell you things. If you had just not said anything, uh-huh. I would have been fine. But now that it's where's in my your head. Where's dad? I don't know. <laughs> Mom, where's one? dad? He's supposed to be in this picture I drew. <laughs> and I didn't know I was supposed to draw him. <laughs> That's very funny. I feel like this was probably in kindergarten or like preschool, but I was drawing my family and I was using the peach color <laughs> for the skin. <laughs> oh my like gosh. everybody else. And yeah. the girl was like, that's not your color. And I was like, oh. Oh, I guess I am brown wow so then I like colored over in brown I was like that's 
my family. <laughs> it's very weird to grow up in an all-white neighborhood to I be, bet. like, an other. Because I don't—my mom didn't really have, like, race talks with me till later. Okay. But, like, it happened early where people would be like, hey, you're the color of poop. And you'd be like, oh. Right. I'm poopy color. Yeah. And then you get kind of sad. But then I had ADD, so I was like, I can't harp on this. Are you kidding? <laughs> I got to scream about something. On to the next. <laughs> wow. I could, You know, kids are— Jesus. I, They're that, bad. Yeah, I was just hearing that. I'm like, oh, my God, somebody said that to you? When I nannied, I may have told this story before, on the, the pad, but whatever. Yeah, I was babysitting like this little boy, and he uh, rubbed my arm, and he goes, Nicole, you're black. And I was like, yes, is that okay with you? He goes, yeah. Do you go home to your black babies? And I was like, I don't have black babies. <laughs> and he's like, you have white babies? And he was floored <laughs> at that thought. And I was like, no, I don't have any babies. And he went, huh, all right. And he stared at me like he didn't believe me. Because <laughs> I think he thought all adults had babies. Right. And they I, do tend to think that. I've nannied before, so too. stupid. Yeah. I, I used to think that teachers lived in a teacher village. <laughs> and when I'd see them out in the wild, I'd be like, shouldn't you go back to your teacher village? <laughs> I thought families lived in one place, teachers lived in another. I like that. Pilots lived in another village. <laughs> well, because when you run into, I ran into a college professor at CVS, and it's like, you can't make this up. He was buying lube. And I'm oh, like, boy. how uncomfortable, but also not. But I was out of school by then, mm-hmm. but like running into an old there's no way he remembered me because he was a college professor. You don't remember college kids necessarily. I guess not because you got big old big classes. Big classes, yeah. I don't know. Didn't go to real college. <laughs> yeah, you didn't need I'm to. Thriving. You are. <laughs> you didn't need to go. You're proof. Beth, we have to take a break. Oh, yeah. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking. Intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and coco zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So... Even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like 
is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Blah, blah, blah. We're back. Beth, you are currently <laughs> taken. I am. <laughs> I am. Um, and, uh, yeah. And you're in a help like a nice relationship it with another nice. comic. Yes. Did you meet doing shows, or how did you meet? We met years ago, I guess 2016. He opened for me in Vancouver. Oh. And he was 22, and Ooh. so I had no interest whatsoever. But then a couple years later, he grew up. He did, and yeah, I moved to I moved uh, to Vancouver to write on Good Boys, this movie that'll be out in August. Mm-hmm. And he lived there. It was his last summer there before he was moving to L.A. Then nothing to do with me. I actually wrote him a letter of recommendation for his visa, like as a friend, as somebody mm-hmm. he'd open for as like, you know. And um, so he already had that ball rolling. And it was his last summer there. And then, yeah, he just started like really courting me, you know. Oh. But I didn't know. I thought we were just hanging out as friends for mm-hmm. the first couple of weeks. And then I think I realized he had a thing for me. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was just very romantic. It took me on dates and stuff. I I had said I missed playing my cello, and one day I came home from work, and he had rented a cello and put it in my apartment. Whoa! He listens! I know, he's How a good listener. How wild! I know, he has sisters. I think that always helps. Ah, uh, that's nice. I like that a whole bunch. Yeah. I didn't know you played the cello. Aren't cellos big? They are. They're not the bass. They're not like the huge oh, bass up okay. here. They're more like between your legs right, right mm-hmm. here. Yeah. How long did you play the cello for? From third grade to like ninth grade. Wow. And then I stopped because I thought it wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Which obviously we all regret doing those types of things. Yeah, I stopped playing the piano because I was like, nobody fucking plays the piano. But guess who does? Lady Gaga. Yes. You know, and but I guess could sit who down. Does. And I could play the piano like Lady Gaga. But, you know, <laughs> I stopped. You could get back into it. Uh, I don't know if my brain can handle It's anything. a lot. I mean, you have to be ambidextrous. Yeah. I, I can't do it. My mom is a pianist. Mm-hmm. I called her on the way here, and she was like, I have a student. I have to go. But she was like, you know, she obviously can play really well. And growing up, my sisters played. They tried to get me to play, and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I turned off my clavinova, like, during a concert. and just You turned off your play. what? We did Yamaha. She taught Yamaha early on, which is like the clavinova, like a— Electrical keyboard. Yamaha to me is a motorcycle. This is, it's also a keyboard, like a clavinova. Wow. Yeah. What different things <laughs> yeah. they do. And so you take, my mom taught Yamaha, and it's like you go with your parent, mm-hmm. and then the concert is everybody set up keyboards on the stage. Okay. And I never learned, and I couldn't do it, and I wouldn't practice, and so I just turned my keyboard off and fake played. Whoa! I would do that in choir. <laughs> just mouth I'm it? Just mouth the words. Can you not sing? No. (laughs) No, I'm a very bad singer, very tone deaf. I look like I can, but I can I look like I can. I get asked all the time, so I was like, it must be the look. You get asked if you can. I get asked if I play basketball. Oh, because you're tall? Yeah. How tall are you? 5'9"? I'm not even that tall. Wait, I'm 5'7". 
I guess you're not that much taller than me. Yeah. I have bad depth perception, so I never know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not that tall, but I really get asked it a lot. Like, I have a joke about it on my first album, but a couple years ago I was in Chicago, and he's like, some man I was staying at a hotel said something like, I forget, like, are you the coach? Or something like that. And I was like, because there was a basketball team staying there, and I was sort of like, you the coach? Why does this hurt? That's funny. You the coach? I met two people named, this has nothing to do with what you just told me, but I, in the elevator, met a couple named Richard and Bambi. And Richard turned around. He went, hello. I said, hello. He goes, I'm Richard. This is Bambi. Bambi turned around. She went, hello. I was like, what is happening? Also, this is in Austin. There's very few black people. I was like, is this how hate crimes start? Yes. <laughs> By an introduction and then I'm murdered? Yeah. But then Richard goes, I was at your podcast recording yesterday and wow, I had no idea who you were. No clue. Never, ever thought of you one day of my life. No. Yes, he like went on and oh on about how he didn't know me, but he was like, but wow, you're funny. You have two new fans, Richard and Bambi. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Bambi was like, yes. Was, That's funny. It was very so strange. So you did a live podcast at Bootman I didn't Town? do this one, Why Won't You Date Me. Marina Franklin, who I'd never met, who's oh, no way. so fucking funny, and I love her so much. She's amazing. I finally got to meet her, and I did her podcast. Okay, cool. And it was... Fun. Yeah, she's great. She's a killer. She's wonderful. She's so fucking I just, funny. We just did a casino together a couple weeks ago in Monticello opening for Sarah. Oh. And we're going to do more in July, but Marina's a killer. That's fun. Monticello. Yeah, it was World Resorts Casino or something. It was It was good. I don't know. Casinos aren't normally my it, cup of tea. Neither are mine. Mm, no. I mean, we talked a little bit about neither Vegas. Neither is mine. No. It's not my cup of tea, tea either. either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got there. Beth, yeah. here's a question that maybe nobody has asked you. How many boyfriends have you had in your life? Okay, let's see. It's tough because those early ones, like, I had some third grade moments. You had a third grade boyfriend? I think it was like fifth, third to fifth, sixth. Whoa, I'm floored. But nothing happened. I didn't get my first kiss until, I think, going into, I forget, maybe not until seventh or eighth grade. I don't think that's late. Yeah. I feel like, you, like you're on track. Right. Wait, I can't get over this third grade boyfriend. Yeah, it was like, you know, you come over and we hang out and this. And your parents were fine, or your mom was fine that you had a boyfriend in the third grade? Yeah, we weren't doing anything. <sighs> but like. I was just like, we were, what, what would we call it? Going out with. I'm, I'm going out with Donald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Donald would come over. And sometimes the camper would be set up. We had The camper? Ca- yeah, there's a camper that my my mom remarried. And she married this strange church organist. Okay. And he had a camper. And sometimes you would set it up because you could, like, take it camping. You'd attach Mm -hmm. it to your car or whatever. But sometimes you just set it up in the back yard. And and they just let you hang out in the camper? Yeah. How wild. Yeah. We carved our names into a tree. Oh, my God. He, he he's the Lennon, Lennon Delirium Claypool um, tour manager. So I've seen him. If I do a festival, sometimes he'll mm-hmm. be there, too, and we get together. Oh, that's fun. But, yeah, that's— and that was my earliest. I think that was my <laughs> one of my first boyfriends or something. Your so I, I don't know, but boyfriends wise, I think I feel like I've had. Okay, I'll give you counting music. Six, seven, seven. Okay, I'm, that's a nice amount. Yeah, like those are those are the real boyfriends. Okay, for your seven, I have zero. Um, <laughs> I, this is like what's baffling to me, I guess. <laughs> and I guess maybe your girlfriends feel that way. Oh yeah, because they're all just like. You know, I think you're, whatever, looks aren't everything, but it's just like you're always looking so perfect and Thank you. put together and it's like attractive. Thank you. So, I mean, whatever, looks aren't everything, but you also have a great personality and you're successful, but Thank maybe you. these are the things that keep men away. Maybe. But I don't my know. My youngin is like, I think, very inspired by it and drawn to it and not Wait, what? my little young boyfriend. Oh. So I'm saying the things that you possess as mm-hmm. well, where you're saying like you're successful and. Set up on your own and can be intimidating know. to some, but I think that's a cop out. I also think it's a cop out. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I I haven't. So never a boyfriend. Never, not one day in my life. I've but like you I've, have had sex. <laughs> I have had sex, uh, and I know how many times I've had sex, but I can't tell you off the top of my head. Okay, because I've written it down in a, <laughs> a, a, a word document. And I rate the dicks and uh no, you don't. It's, it's a good time. Do you yep. really? I'll be like, this was very good sex. The dick was very nice. I like it. A plus. That's your book. 
That's your book right there. Maybe. That's amazing. I should include a chapter. Of course, you have to. The people I've slept with. You just need to to scan that document in. You know what? And then in my book, I'll leave extra pages. Yes. So then (laughs) maybe other people can continue. You know, and then you can do it. I like that. That's a good idea that I will promptly forget. (laughs) No, use it. I'll remind you. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Um, I feel like you having childhood boyfriends is like movie stuff. Like Mm -hmm. in, um, I guess in My Girl, they weren't dating. Right. But like they were kind of dating. Mm hmm. Because she was so upset. Well, I guess right. it was her friend. You'd be upset. Yeah, if it was you her would. Friend. But there was there was you know tension. There was people I thought were hot. I remember writing in my diary like Donald's hot or Sam's hot. Is Donald know? his real name? Yeah, <laughs> Donald Roof. Donald Roof. Mm-hmm. What a name! And then Sam Dunsky was my first kiss. Oh, my! Fr- and then I had a huge crush for years on on an eighth grader, one year older than me, like Josh Weprin. Oh. Yeah. I had so many crushes. Matt Drury, Keith Laub, Michael Lindy. Um, and now what? Do you look back at them? Because sometimes you look back and you're like, whoa, those are the people we had crushes. Everyone had crushes on. And it's just like small town or your own mm-hmm. little world. Do you, do you know where they are now? Or? No. The only one, I, I don't think either the either of the three have like Instagrams or Facebooks because I have looked and yeah. not found them. But then there was Mark D'Angelilio, who I loved from seventh grade. Maybe in eighth grade? I don't know. But uh, I found him on Instagram, and he's, like, married and takes trips with his, like, very pretty wife. And I'm like, Paul, boy, you really succeeded, and you're still pretty attractive. (laughs) I think he's still pretty cute. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I truly just love men. Yeah. Um, Have you done online dating at all? Have you had to? No. You're good at meeting people in person. Yes. Oh, help me. I know. (laughs) I, you know, I, I tried to get a joke to work that never worked, but it, like the idea that I date the way that like a cat brings roadkill to your door, <laughs> like it's a gift. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, and instead of being like, ooh, yuck, you know, I like take it and I'm like, mm, I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, like I just take whatever comes to me. Mm-hmm. So I think I've been more aware as I've aged, like to not just take what comes to me. Like what you get what I'm saying? Like. I like you. Oh, I must bit, too. Yeah, to be a little bit more uh, picky. Yeah. With who you throw your likes back at. Yes. I get that. Yeah, just because I, I think for a while there, I mean, maybe you have this too. It's like you just want to be liked and if somebody likes you, well, then you better like them back because um, what if nobody else does? That's all I ever want. Yeah. Is to be liked. Yes. Uh, which is also, it's very conflicting because like, I don't truly care about what people think of me. But, like, a person that I want to date, I deeply care about what they think of me. And then I, if I date someone and I, like, start to really like them, I get really nervous. I know, and and it changes you. And then you're like, I don't know, maybe maybe I am bad at sex. Uh, Maybe uh, uh, I'll just uh, wait for them to tell me what to do, and I don't know. I get very nervous. Sure, and then maybe the reason they were drawn to you in the first place is because you were so, like, forward, uh, outgoing how you are, open and honest. And then, yeah, that's human, but it happens. I feel like it happens within a relationship, too, because you start to really get to know each other, and things change, and, like— the mask starts t- to come off, like in Mrs. Doubtfire, when she puts her face in the pie, and then it starts to slowly drip into the coffee. Oops, sorry. It's a good scene. Yeah. And then I love that older lady who's like, Mr. Hillard. <laughs> I often talk about this. Sally Field, not the villain. No way. Not the villain. Yeah. Robin Williams' character is definitely the yes. villain of this movie. Sure, he's fun-loving. Yeah. Sure, we want to love Daniel, but like, Daniel had a petting zoo in her house. Yes, he you was know? bad. Daniel catfished the whole family <laughs> by pretending to be an English woman yeah. to be a nanny to his kids. And then his kids saw that woman. That's how they caught him peeing, right? Yes. Standing up. And it's a little transphobic, but then also, I get it. Yeah, I think You would it, be a little confused. Sure. Yes, I feel like. I feel like some of my favorite movies now growing up are transphobic. Yes. But, but the good news, I think, at least for me, and I'm not saying I'm immune. I mm-hmm. think we all absorb things so that you have to acknowledge and say, okay, I did think that, and no, whatever. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I was never like, I don't remember ha- those movies giving me hatred for people who were cross- No, 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 no. Were, yeah. No, I think in Mrs. Doubtfire specifically, you're like, 
oh, this kid is grappling with the fact that he thought one thing yes. and was misled, and now another thing has been proven to be true, and he's just confused. Yes. Uh, if you were, and then the uh, Ace Ventura is, is a little bit worse. Never seen Ace Ventura. I loved Jimmy Carey, so I watched it a lot. Never seen it, but like everyone I grew up with uh, loved it. Um, I'm on Hinge, and I... Do you know what Hinge is? Which is too close to, I'm unhinged. You're, oh, you're unhinged. <laughs> I'm unhinged on Hinge. It's confusing. So I haven't heard of it. I did Raya briefly. Oh, you did? Yeah. And then, it, it's not like I got in trouble, but I must have not have deactivated or something. Uh-huh. And then somebody asked me like, oh, you're on that? And when I was with my boyfriend mm-hmm. now, and he was like, are you on that? I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like use it. I never even used it really. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I really only got on it because like somebody recommended me. That's the only way. And they way. just let you on? Yeah, because so, somebody recommended me to I do it. I waited two years. That's such, but, but, but now it is different. Long years. Now it's different. It's just like a bunch of Australian DJs and then like yes. Instagram people. I, I feel like they, no one that I talked to had actual any interest in me. I messaged with a few people mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I'm not a model. <laughs> and so therefore, this might be a fun conversation for you, but. You aren't taking me seriously whatsoever. But you could be a model. You're tall. Is she the coach? <laughs> uh, but I got this message from this person on Hinge, and they commented on one of my pictures, and they said, hey, who dis? Am I seeing Monique here? And I said, actually, I'm Sherry Shepard. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then he said, I know you're not Monique. I was trying to flatter you. Did it work? I said, no. <laughs> then he said, Never mind. <laughs> These are the conversations Who was I that am guy? having. He was a nice man. I don't want to say his name. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. But uh, he— Did you talk to him more, or is that no, was the end? No, that was the end of it. Um, I mean, I don't—it's I, up to you, right? If he's like—if you want to pursue it further. But, like, I, I don't know. I think first impressions are real. Yeah, and then— like, why why ask me if I'm the other black person you know? Of course, you know? of course. Oh, it really bummed me out. It should. I feel like sometimes people think they're being funny. Uh-huh. And, like, it shouldn't be up to you to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think mm-hmm. you're obviously well within reason, and, you, and you've shown that, that you can just say, no, thanks. Mm-hmm. I think I would have kept talking to him. If I had said, no, I'm Sherry Shepard, and then he was like, ha, 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 touche. Right. I'm whoever, and then, yes. like, talk to me like a normal person, as opposed to, like, I was trying to flatter you, and it was like, well, obviously you didn't. Yeah. Because I hit you back with something. Yes. But I mean, oh, yes. whatever. Can you volley? Yeah, can you come back from it? Okay. But so that is disappointing. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Do you remember your first boyfriend? The first out of seven? Yes. Was this in high school or college? High school. Um, what's a high school boyfriend like? I This was the beginning of me being with someone and not fully being sure or liking them ah. and enduring it. And mm-hmm. I did that for for years. Although, of course, there were differences in between. I was very much in love with a lot of great men mm-hmm. in there. I guess it's more like eight, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, As the podcast goes on. It's like actually, it's nine. It's ten. Uh, it's actually, it's forty-two. I've had forty-two boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, Robert was my first boyfriend, really, mm-hmm. and it was like Valentine's gifts exchanging on my mom's couch, oh. and like getting fingered with no, just fully dry fingered, <laughs> you know. And you know, he was going. He, I think he was on Accutane at the time, so he was like, really, his face was really sensitive, and his lips were always chapped. Oh no! And it was like. Which I, I don't mean like to bring that up like it was gross. It's just like awkward teenage years, yes. you know. And I had no tits, and so it was like that was such a huge insecurity for me. Mm-hmm. And it was probably for the best. It was like birth control because I didn't want to be like naked. Mm. And I have a bit about it, but like I did wear a water bra for a bit, which was really only a trick. I don't think I thought water bras were real. Yeah, my mom so had one, and there I stole was just it. Water sloshing just around, water in a bra. Like oh, two, like it's almost like you put little sil- silicones in a bra, sewed them in. But uh, obviously, that's gonna only what a work. treat though. Yeah, wait until the summer, and then you're in a bathing suit, and mm. your pads are leaking. And then if you hit something too hard and it bursts, mm-hmm. I don't think it would burst. But oh, okay, it did make a strange like, you know, that I couldn't explain. That's very fun for me. <laughs> uh, I have little titties, and I used to be very self conscious of them, but now I don't care because uh. 
Well, they help you. They age well. Little titties. They all, uh, I don't know. They're not great titties. I know. I just, it's one of those things like, but would you ever mess with them? That's the thing. I look at mine and I'm like, I love these because they're mine. And I'm telling myself that. I mean, because I've I've gained and lost weight a lot of times. I, mm-hmm. I have this joke where I say my boobs are like an atheist dad at Catholic mass. Mm-hmm. They're just like I'm not going to get up again, you know, because <laughs> I've gained some and lost so many times. But like, and then I'm like, mm, just kidding, my boobs are great. But it's like, I'm not going to get surgery on them to make them See, different. I might. Yeah, but that's why that's why I brought it up. I was curious. I might get like a breast lift. I don't think I'll get them bigger. Because I kind of like that they're small. Mm-hmm. Uh, having big old titties, I feel like if you don't want attention, you kind of always get the attention from yeah. the gentleman. Uh, but little titties, you can cover them up and they go away and then people don't stare at you. Yeah. That's so, true. You know, I could wear a push-up bra and be like, hello, they're here. Or I could just wear a little sports bra and be like, goodbye. <laughs> like, I've never had to... Like, some girls have to, like, wear two sports bras to run, and that seems like a lot. No. But I, See, I haven't I, had one to do baby. I, Yeah. I just, my boobs are probably bigger. I mean, I just, I really did have no boobs forever because of gymnastics. And then mm. I grew them in, co- in college. You with, did gymnastics? With ice cream. Yeah. I was a gymnast. No offense. Aren't you too tall? <laughs> I, I was, like, third grade until, or no, first grade until sixth grade or something. So I was really flexible and... Uh-huh. Still am. I can still do the split. You can? Mm-hmm. I've been learning how to re, re-get my split. Re-get. Re- Were you a gymnast for a while or a dancer? Uh, I did tap, jazz, and ballet for a while. And then I did gymnastics the longest. And then I think I quit that maybe sixth grade. Because some girl was like, eh, you're too fat. And I was like, Ugh. you're right. I know. Don't you? It's just. <sighs> Kids so are mean. There's no reason why that little girl had to say anything. I know. Why Why are kids mean? I guess we're, like, pushing the boundaries on other people. Because I had, of course, I had things said to me mm-hmm. that still haunt me, you know, about your looks or your appearance, mm-hmm. your teeth or your face, something about your body. I wasn't the nicest little girl. Uh, no, I was a shit in sixth grade, I think, to other girls. I think I, it, for sure that we were clicky. Mm-hmm. But I can truly count on my hand to the nastiest things I've said to someone's face. Yeah. There's no need. Talk about people behind their backs. <laughs> like a normal person. <laughs> There's no need to tell them to their face. This person tweeted at me. They were like, am I the only one? But is Nicole Meyer extremely obnoxious? So I responded. I was like, you're not the only one. I but saw a lot that. Of- <laughs> I saw that and I faved it. It's like a lot of people think it, but they say it to a friend in passing or out loud alone with a sigh. Right. But thank you for letting me know. Personally. Thank you so much. I, I know. I think what they is got that? what they wanted. They wanted, I guess, to fight with people online because then there was like a lot of interaction with uh, people in the mentions or whatever. I think next time I respond to someone, I'll be like, and there's no reason to go after this person. They're just letting me know their thoughts, and I hear them. <laughs> I see you. Yeah, I'm just also like, sorry. It's okay. You just got off a plane. It's okay. You can yawn. <laughs> so, I'm sorry I'm it's not okay. on. It's okay. It's okay. You just got off a plane. I'm you can yawn. I'm funnier. You can wipe your eyes. It's fine. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, it's just like these people sometimes forget that you're a human. And oh, yeah. That's the tr- trouble with all of the social media bullshit. But I guess all the going back to the theme of your podcast, um, the dating apps are linked to social media. Yes. So there was that aspect I found when I was on Raya where you would say, okay, who is this person? You see what they put out. Mm-hmm. And then you could go to their Instagram from there and mm-hmm. be like, who are they really? And then one time I went to his this guy's account. And like I told you, I was on there for such a brief window. Mm-hmm. And it was like he had something like, I don't remember the exact number, but millions of followers. Oh. And I was like, how do I, what? It's just like, that's the wild world we live in. There's pockets of people who are just like yes. having millions of fans and followers. You don't know who they are. Uh, I just found this singer. Her name's Coley something. I don't know. I didn't know about her. And I heard this one song and I really liked it. And I went to her Instagram. I was like, you already have a million. How do a million people know about you already? Right. It's crazy. Like all the Coachella artists, there's people I don't fucking know. And then they have like two million followers. It's we live in a really wild time where everybody seems to know everything really fast. And I don't. I know. 
And that's why it's nice dating a young person because they keep oh, me. Oh, he keeps you in touch. Keeps me in touch. Yeah. You say young person. He's not that much younger than you. He's 25. Six years. Seven years. Yeah, I just think it's like <laughs> 25 is young. Okay. I think it's the first year that you might feel like you're a fully formed human. At least I did. Mine wasn't until like 28. I felt 25, because I mean, when you're 18, I thought I was an adult, but mm-hmm. 25, I felt like, okay, I might be a real human now. Mm-hmm. And like, whatever. I, but I've always been responsible for myself, so I don't, I don't know. I'm definitely a type A person. I'm a type B person? <laughs> There's only type A. There's no like B or C. I know. What is that about? That's weird. I'll invent it. I'm a type B. I follow some rules, but not all of them. Type buyer. Like traffic laws. I think they're just suggestions. Like late at night, you want me to stop fully at a red light? There's nobody coming. I'm going. I got pulled over in New York for turning right on red because I didn't know it was a rule. Oh, I didn't know that was a rule in New York. Yeah, New York, yes. And I had, that was, kept me there forever. It was a whole nightmare. But yeah, I had to do a breathalyzer. Did you pass? Yes. I was just so tired. They kept me sitting there for an hour. That's rude. And I was just like, I'm not drunk. I'm tired. Last time I did a breathalyzer, I sucked on it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really? Yeah, and they took me away. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't driving. Oh, good. I was passed out in my car, and you cannot be passed out in your car in the driver's seat. I didn't know that. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was a whole big old thing. I knew that because I grew up in Ohio and everybody was always trying to avoid DUIs. So I knew that you shouldn't do that, but also I can see why you would think that would be okay. Fun thing I learned about DUIs, if you have a breathalyzer in your car, in some states, they will put a camera in your car to see that you are actually blowing into it because some people would blow up, pre-blow up balloons. That's great. (laughs) Then let the breath from the balloon and then drive drunk. And I was like, I've never loved something so much. That's freaking. That I'm going to do that. They're going to say a friend blows in it for them. No, 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 no. A balloon. I keep getting messages on Tinder that are just like, what's going on? And they're just like, want to check. Like, that's their opener. Yeah. And I'm like, a lot of things. Can you ask something specific? I would rather like, how was your weekend? As opposed to like, what's going on? It's like. I don't know. I could tell you about any 10 things I'm doing. I know that. I, I can understand that, too. Once again, I can only really draw on my brief period of time on, <laughs> on my dating app or whatever. But it, it, it I, I agree with you. It was sort of like, um, where do I start? Mm-hmm. I'm living in Vancouver, but normally I live in, L, you know, whatever. I was on it for like a month in Vancouver. I have lusted after someone and like pursued them and gone after them, you know? Did and, it work out in your favor? It was a years-long process. I had a crush oh. on him in, high, in college forever, and he would never really give me the time of day. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I convinced myself that it was because I was, like, heavier, and he just always dated, like, sorority girls at the college mm-hmm. and younger. And and then after college, I moved to Chicago, and I, years later before I was going to move to L.A., I ended up losing a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And... Then I kind of like got back in touch with him, and then I started dating him. So there was always that in the comp in the back of my head that. Ah. But he was chubbier, so I don't know. I think I might have even brought it up to him, and he was like, "No, interesting." But it did definitely put a complex in my head about that. Can I ask you a question about yeah. your weight? Of course. You bring up losing and gaining weight a lot, but I've never known you to be like a fat person, right? Do you consider yourself? No. Fat? No. Okay. No. Um, it was be it was my early years of stand up. It was my first jokes. Mm-hmm. And and I was a, I was about 198, 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. Which is just not a lot. I think so many people think um that's a lot. I think mm-hmm. all guys think women weigh about 130 pounds. <laughs> and it's like we're also humans. Mm-hmm. And then we also have butts and boobs, so we're probably gonna weigh more. Although they say muscle weighs more than fat, but um but yeah, I mean, I was always, I was the biggest of, of my friend group in, mm-hmm. in college and late in college, and I definitely dieted in college and then early in my Chicago years. So it's been a long time, and I guess I've gained and lost weight over about 20 pounds difference. Mm-hmm. And I've always carried it well, I think because I was a gymnast. for I had like a, I had a nice base there. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I don't certainly don't consider myself fat. 
Are you familiar with the man who loves his curvy wife? Yeah, on Yelp? Uh, no, on Instagram. Because there's a guy who Yelps about it. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I was, like, looking up. I forget what? where I was. Where was I? What? Oh, Denver. And I was like, where's a good coffee shop? Or I always find, like, a bakery or something mm-hmm. that I like. And some man was like, you know what? I, I don't know if he said my curvy wife or he said my fat wife and I went here. and Or we went to this bakery and my fat wife loved it. Oh and I my just was goodness. like, is this? And then the more of his I read, it would always be like, me and my fat wife went here and she loved <laughs> And I'm sort of like, this. I guess this is a parody <laughs> of some guy going there. I wonder if it's a parody of this man who loves his curvy wife. Well, I'll tell you, but I, I love him so much. So uh, what is his name on Instagram? I'm not going to, I'm not going to give him, you, you could just go find him. Okay. So uh, he made this Instagram post that went viral where he was like, I used to feel ashamed. <gasps> My friends loved, you know, these women who were sticks. And I didn't love that. I love a woman with curves. I love my curvy wife. People might not like her cellulite, but I love her dimples. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like this insane thing. And then you see a picture of her and she is maybe a size 12 or 14. Yes, she's curvy, but she's st- she's smaller than a fat person. Maybe slightly. Right. She's not a stick. She has a, like a curvaceous body, I guess. But it was just so wild to me that he was just like, oh, boy, everybody thinks she's disgusting. But I really oh like her. Oh, my God. So now they're having a curvy baby. She's pregnant. <laughs> and, she's uh, curvier than ever. She's curvier than ever. She's going to get even more curvy. I'm going to – I got to read what I saw today oh because he makes me so happy. He's so funny to me. He is dropping a music video. But so does now, like, are you liking him ironically, or do people kind of go after him for the fact that she's not big? I People make fun of him. Okay. They're just like, what is happening? But then also people genuinely love him. So he is releasing a song. I guess I can't play it on here because he'll probably, like, send me a cease and desist. But it's just like, I love everybody curvy. You got tiger stripes. Those are your, <laughs> those are your stretch marks that you should love. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, so he, this is what he wrote. I love curvy women and curvy women love me. Enjoy these behind the scenes shots from my big music video shoot this weekend. My DMs exploded yesterday with everyone wanting to know more about this project. So here's the backstory. Last year, I felt the creative winds pushing me in a musical direction. I wanted to create a body-positive summer anthem for curvy women that would inspire them to rock their stretch marks, thick thighs, and big <laughs> booty at the pool with confidence. And, okay, curvy husband, I'll tell you something. Nothing ever inspires more, you know, body acceptance than a white man. I know. <laughs> Singing about loving tiger stripes on a woman. He is... Maybe the funniest person I've ever met in my life. Oh, and here is this uh, the curvy baby announcement. It fills me with pure joy to announce that my curvy wife is now a sacred vessel carrying my seed. Ew. <laughs> the heir to my name, creating life in her beautiful, soft, increasingly round tummy. He's like erotic fanfic. Kind of. He's... Not well. He's a sick man, and <laughs> I love him so much. I'm just shocked that, that whatever. I'm glad the internet dragged him a little bit. A but little. also, everything's whatever. I've been. I do. We talked about this a little bit, but it's like I do. My earliest jokes were self-deprecating about mm-hmm. my weight, and then when I started to lose weight, I was still telling them until they didn't work because people were like, "Fuck you." Mm-hmm. So that's how I learned that I wasn't fat anymore. Is when people weren't laughing. They were like, that's not funny. You're yeah. a thin woman. Why are you talking about your big ass? You don't yeah. have one. I, I, exactly. And so I think that has always been a, a part of me, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely associated it with if guys were attracted to me or not. Because mm-hmm. I felt like in college they weren't because of that. I was always the one who was the biggest. Beth. Yeah? Here's a question. Mm-hmm. Would you date me? Yes. <gasps> I already you- kind of said that at the beginning. I'm trying to find this for you. I would date you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it would be hard not to just be a stay-at-home mom for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like you do all the work <laughs> and me stay at home and enjoy the pool. Enjoy and- the pool. Take care of our non-babies. I don't know. 
The dogs. Take care of the dogs. Is that something you want? The stay-at-home kids person? No, I do not want kids. Okay. Uh, I used to want a whole gaggle of children. The older I get, the more I'm like, you know, uh, seems hard. Seems bad. I know. I'm pretty selfish. That's how I, the longer I go, the more I think. Beth, can yeah. you give me advice on meeting someone in person? Yes. Well, the thing is, have you ever hooked up with a fan after a show? No. Okay. Do you have men coming up to you? Well, when I was in it Austin. It really happens to me, I'll be honest. When I was in Austin during my show, I was telling a joke about I was like, I like fucking white men. And then this man clapped. And I was like, oh, yeah, you too? Or are you trying to fuck me? Because he was white. And he was like, the second. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then he was like, yeah, I'll fuck you. And then we, I did at least 10 minutes hitting on him. His name was Colin. He threatened to fuck me, and then he didn't fuck me. Uh, he didn't follow through. And was it, and, it, and it's not on you, but I'm asking for follow-up. After the show, did he come up to you? Did you go up to him? So, yeah, after the show, I had to walk past him to get to the green room, and he, like, gave me a hug. And I was like, hey, I just need to, like, sit for a second uh, just so, like, the place clears out, and I just need to, like, you know, not yeah. perform anymore. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll find you. And then he slapped my ass, and I was like, oh, it's on. And then uh, I was talking to Sashir, and she <laughs> recorded the whole thing. She's like, I want you to fuck Colin. I was like, I want to fuck Colin. Yeah. <clears throat> so then I go out. The audience is gone. I was like, oh, no, did Colin leave? And then I see him outside, and I was like, oh, he's still here. Okay. And Sashir's like, go, do it. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, in the zone, go outside. He's gone. He left. He got in a lift. And then I got his number from someone who was still at the venue. They were like, oh, yeah, we were hanging out with Colin. He was a lot of fun. Here's his number. And I was like, great. So oh then I texted God. him. I can't I believe like, you got his number like that. I did. The, I was like, the universe wants me to fuck this man. So then um, he was like, oh, I'm in South Austin now. And I was like, okay, well, what are you doing tomorrow? And he was like, yeah, hit me up tomorrow. So I hit him up on tomorrow, and he never texted me back. And I'm Livid. angry. Yeah. Because he was just talking a big game then? Yep. Or he was drunk and they were like, oh, he was also heckling at the show before. And I was like, oh, okay. So mm. I guess he was just, you know, uh, living his best life. I don't know. I know sometimes people will, if I say, has anybody, ex, you know, blank? And mm -hmm. then I'll be like, nobody? And then somebody will go, whoa. And I'm like, because you really did it? Or because you just think uh -huh. you're helping? And they're like, no, I didn't really do it. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Sometimes people act like fools. <sighs> it's I very upsetting. Men, comics, very... Much capitalize after a show. Oh, yeah. They really, excuse me, rake it in. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it and I know it. Oh, and, yeah. and really, they only have a matter of time with these women before they realize how bad they actually they're damaged are. damaged and they're bad news yeah. bears. They have, there's a, just a window period of after the show mm -hmm. where it's still attractive. And then when they start talking and being misanthropes, it's like, oh, okay, mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is bad. But with us, I find people that come up to me after the show are often like, hey— that was great. Or if they hit on me, I personally can't trust someone like that. Mm -hmm. So that would I, I, I'm I'm saying like, I guess I was trying to gauge if you would be into it, and you are. I'm fully here for it. If I find you attractive and you're down to fuck and you're at my show, yeah, and I ask you and I hit on you for ten minutes. full minutes, Fo you know, I will fuck you. Follow up, dude. But I mean, hey, whatever. Well, I guess, Beth, yeah. We've come to the end. Oh, my God. we got to get you to Beverly Hills for your appointment. Do you have anything you want to promote? Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> Beth, do you have a website? Yeah, it's Sweet just sweetbeth.com. I'm coming to um, Madison, Wisconsin next, May 16th through 18th. Don't know when this is going to come out. Me neither. So, What if it never comes out? Because that was boring. Sweetbeth.com for her tour dates. Yeah. You can watch her Netflix special. It's part of the stand-ups series, Season Uno. Mm-hmm. Episode five. Episode five. Your Comedy Central half hour can be Somewhere found out there. on the Comedy Central app. Probably. Um, you can... Instagram Beth Stelling. Yes. And then your Twitter. Beth Stelling. And then you can rewatch Crashing so she can get residuals. <laughs> 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 Thank, Thank you. you, Beth, for being here. Oh, I feel wait. like I didn't even give you good advice on meeting It's okay. You did. I think you did. Oh, wait. Okay. If you like this episode of my podcast... You can subscribe, uh, and you can um, send me something nasty in a DM or my email, which is baconcansave at gmail.com, or you can uh, tweet it at me. But if you say something nasty, I'll read it. So this person said, 
I'd eat your everything so thoroughly that I'd make you squirt harder than Yosemite and more beautifully than the Bellagio. We'd have sweet little Midwestern tourists snapping pictures while I snapped at your puss. Instead of Old Faithful, we could call you Old Gayful. Hmm. Which is the last part lost me. Yeah, I but- think I think they got a little too confident with it. <laughs> so I don't really want to be called Old Gayful. No. Not nice. I mean, you're joyful. Joyful. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Joy, no. like happy okay. and gay. Okay. Meh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> has been a Team Coco production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.